Welcome to SBM Studios Podcast, your home for the most insightful interviews featuring Southern Gospel artists and industry insiders. Now, here's your host, Scott Bolden. Well, thank you, Jason, and hello, everybody. Welcome back to SBM Studios Podcast. We really appreciate you tuning in once again. Hey, this is our 11th episode, and we're just so thankful for the support that we have received to date. Uh, Y'all mean the world to us by helping us uh, share this podcast. You shared it on Facebook, and we're really starting to reach out there, and I thank you so much. And I'm getting a lot of feedback. Y'all enjoyed the direction that we changed to about uh, three months ago when we went to a a predominantly Southern Gospel uh, format, and uh, I've enjoyed it as much as y'all have, and tonight will be no different. Uh, I'm actually spending time with one of my Southern Gospel heroes, one of my favorite people in the industry, and he is a fan favorite as well. Tonight, we're going to welcome Mr. Eric Bennett of the Triumphant Quartet to the podcast. Hello, Eric. Hey, man, it's great to be here with you guys. Thanks for having us. Hey, I, I'm just I'm tickled that you're spending the evening with me. I know you guys just pulled out on the bus, headed to a weekend of concerts, which is a blessing in this COVID time for sure. And uh, I'm just thankful. Man, it is, it is amazing. It really is. I can't tell you how thankful we are uh, to be on the bus again and be able to sing. Uh, it's, it's just unreal. I mean, I think... Uh, we need this to save our marriages. <laughs> <laughs> Too much home time. I <laughs> know, uh, man. We've been home for a lot. Now we know our wives are not used to it. We're like, okay, honey, isn't it time for you to get on the bus now? But no, uh, it's uh, it's been great being home, but we are already just kind of chomping into bits to uh, get back out there and start singing again and ministering and encouraging folks. Oh, absolutely. I know you are, and I'm thankful. I've been watching all my friends in the industry and just lifting up prayers. I just know it's been a rough time, but I can kind of identify with that home stuff there for a while. Uh, My daytime job is working at a bank, and uh, we had to go to a split staff where we had part-time at home, working from home, part-time working at the bank. And Garrett was out of school, and uh, he got out about March when everybody else did, and Toward the end of the, toward the middle of the summer, somewhere around that, when we was fixing to go back to full time at the bank, my wife Janice was like, "You know, we're starting to get on each other's nerves." So uh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. It's a wonder that our wives hadn't already went into booking us. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> they could, they could have kept us busy. I believe seven days a week. They're, uh, Wouldn't charge you a commission uh, either, huh? No, they, no, they just need a break. I'm sure they need a break. So. Oh, man, that's good stuff. Well, uh, like I said, I'm really thankful for you uh, hanging out with me. And I thought I'd ask you a few questions to kind of get us started off. And, you know, you and I, and uh, I didn't mention this to you before we started, before we got on the air, but uh, you and I actually grew up not too uh, far apart. I think you are from Coleman County Battleground area, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. I grew up in Hayden, uh, in Blunt County. Yeah. So that's yeah, you weren't too far. Yeah, not yeah. too not too far. So I know right where you're from. What school did you go to? Well, I went to Hayden, uh I went to Hayden Elementary and I went for a year or two to Hayden High School before I moved to West Alabama where I'm at now in, in the in the Millport, okay. South Lamar okay. area. But uh, yeah, Hayden Hayden High was where I was at. So okay. yeah. so I uh, know that you grew up in that area and I was kind of reading a little bit about uh, your background and 
uh, I thought I might just give you an opportunity to tell me a little bit about, you know, where you come from, if you want to talk about your family a little bit, but kind of, I know most folks who listen to this podcast have a Southern gospel interest, and so they're going to basically know who you are, but we may have some listeners that do not, so I thought you might uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, first of all, I'll jump at the chance to talk about my family because, uh, man, I come I had a, a wonderful mom and dad and my mom's still living. She's in a nursing home and I'd love for everybody to kind of lift her up in their prayers. If you would, because, uh, you know, she's basically in a 12 by 12, uh, cell to something, you know, kind of because she can't really get out. can't nobody really get in right now. Still been six months. Yes, sir. Yes, but, sir. uh, I love my mom and daddy. They were great. I have, uh, three sisters and a brother that was just wonderful. Still are. Uh, in-laws and outlaws everybody's just great um uh, and i have great nieces and nephews i mean it's my whole family gets together we just it's just you know we hug and we get there hug and we leave hug some in the middle it's just it's just crazy how much we just love each other and i'll tell you man where it all started it started with uh you know daddy and mama and uh, their love for the lord taking us to church you know and uh so my family has been so supportive of me uh, singing and, you know, and of course I started in a family group with my cousins, my brother, my brother kind of taught me how to sing and taught me how to learn parts and all that stuff. And so um, I, we started singing. I'm, I went to school at West Point. I started singing an FFA quartet when I was 16, but oh, wow. before that, even I was singing in a little group, a little family group. Uh, and man, we sung all over Coleman and, you know, around in Moulton area and uh, uh, all around down in there, Florence, you know, some and whatnot, and, and uh, just travel a little bit. But my mother used to take me to, to hear the King's Messengers, which is a group from that area, mm-hmm. and uh, just got me to loving gospel music. And, uh, man, I don't know, uh, just, I don't know, just did, did all the right things to, to make me love uh, what I do. And, and I still do. You know, years yeah. and years later, uh, you know, I'm in my early 30s now. And uh, <laughs> did I say 30s? I did. Maybe 30, okay. 30 years of experience, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's where I was going with that. No, I don't mind saying I'm 54 years old. and uh, But I have I've just, you know, loved what I've done now for about 30 years or so. And, and, uh, but just have a wonderful family and grew up in a great neighborhood and and uh, so thankful for the background oh yeah grew up on a farm a lot of people don't you know a lot of people think well you know he holds a microphone he probably don't know how to do anything but i grew up on a farm <laughs> and uh thank goodness you know daddy made me work and, yeah and so i've done a little bit a little bit of everything so that's really interesting you mentioned something and uh I was talking a little bit about connections and all earlier uh you mentioned that ffa quartet at west point and you said uh, you said you're about 54 um that puts you in the age range with some of my family uh the champion family who uh, we have a long line of ffa quartet members uh, they were in it at millport high school i was in it at south lamar high school and i actually coached the little team for years at south lamar uh that's that's a great background for singers uh that ffa quartet program which is kind of disappearing now in in the state of alabama but i didn't realize you started out Sadly. with ffa quartet yeah yeah, man, we had, we used to have some great times, and of course, you know, I was in ag, took ag, and oh, yeah. uh, loved it, loved, loved my ag teachers, uh, and, uh, you know, just uh, 
it's a good atmosphere. It is. It is. So, uh, and again, I was reading your background where you're, you spoke a little bit about the, the family background of singing. And, and then I saw where uh, I think you were a pastor of a church for a few years. Uh, you felt the Lord leading you into a, a different direction. And that led to the opportunity to sing in the theme park at Dollywood, right? Yeah, man. You know, I got married when I was 19. And I married my high school sweet my high school sweetheart. She was 17. Uh-huh. Uh, we married her actually. I married her on her 17th birthday. Oh wow! Just barely turned. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we're basically we basically grew up together and uh, had had two kids, you know, pretty early on. And you know, uh, when I was 23, I started pastoring uh, East Battleground Baptist Church, and was one of the one of the greatest joys of my life. I pastored there for two years. Some of the sweetest, most wonderful people there that I still love to this day. And um, I pastored right at two years and just kind of felt like, you know, it was time for me to leave. Well, I left and about two weeks later, uh, a gentleman from Dollywood called me with the Kingdom Airs, called me and invited me up to try out. And so um, I told my wife on the way up, I said, you know, baby, I've are you willing to move up here to Tennessee? And she said, well, well, I mean, do you think you might have the job? I said, I feel like I'm going to get the job. I feel like God has got, you know, I wasn't cocky, but I just felt like, yeah. I felt like God had just ordained my steps, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, and so I still feel like he has this whole, this whole way. And so, uh, yeah, so we moved up here and started singing with them when I was 25 and I guess 1991 mm-hmm. or last part of 91. Yeah. Sung with them for 11 years and then uh, went to, uh, we started this group that we're in now. I'm in Triumph, but we started, we, 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 the name of it when we first came out was Integrity. Hey, and, I, uh, I actually have a little snippet on that. Um, when you made that transition from uh, yeah. Dollywood to the Integrity Quartet at the Louise Mandrell Theater, yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember reading about that toward the end of 2002. And my wife and I made a trip. This was before we even had our, our, our son. We made a trip to uh, Pigeon Forge that winter. And um, you guys actually started your show, I believe, in 2003. But we were sitting there watching the Louise Mandrell Christmas show. and I was Yes, and I was absolutely yeah, yeah. flabbergasted surprised when they announced that we were going to see the first performance of yep. Integrity yep. Quartet. So I was sitting in the audience the first time y'all came out at the Louise Mandrell. That Theater. is awesome, man. What a, <laughs> what a coincidence. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, so we did, uh, we did, you know, we, we would hope that we was going to work for the Kingdom Airs those two months, uh, but they replaced us, I guess, in the end of October. And so Louise brought us on. Louise Mandrell, man, is just, a wonderful person and uh, Sandy Weiss, the sweet lady that's, uh, that was part of very instrumental in getting us there as well. She's in, she's in heaven now, but she was, she was, uh, you know, very instrumental in getting us at the Louise Mandrell theater. And just, just a, one of the greatest times of my ministry was, was there as well. I loved Louise and still do. Yeah, that was, that was great. And, and I did actually see y'all a time or two in the theater. Um, 
yeah, during those years when you actually had your own. That point when y'all came out, that was like a little maybe an intermission time or something during that Christmas show when I saw y'all the first time. But then we did visit when y'all had the full uh, full show uh, there at the theater for those years. But um, and then about what 2007 is that when you guys got back on the bus? You know, we traveled. We traveled a little bit. Uh, we know we had to travel that first year, uh, like 2003, January, uh-huh. February, March. We traveled. We okay. traveled in a van and trailer. Yeah. Okay. And then we traveled every year in January, February, March. All right. And the off season, yeah. Yeah, in the off season. And we'd go back. And, and then we bought a bus, I guess. You know, everybody got to have a bus. <laughs> and so we bought a bus in 2005 or six, And uh, so we started traveling some during the year you know we'd work four days at louise's and then we'd go out and work a couple of days you know every other weekend or something you know and so um yeah and then that's when our name changed as well you know we lost our integrity and uh <laughs> yeah had to go with another name and, and that was kind of fun you know getting the whole name change thing and um but we changed to triumphant and uh thank goodness it's it's we've been triumphant uh for about 16 years, I guess now, yeah. but it's been, it was a great, great name change. And, uh, so then we, I guess it's 2008 where Louise or 2006, I guess Louise kept it three years. And then we, she sold out to another guy. We stayed there two more years. Mm-hmm. So about 2008, we hit the road full time. Okay. And I'll be honest with you, man, I didn't want to, I just, I, I fought it. I, I told the guys, let's do anything. Let's try to do something our own. Let's try to build a theater. Let's try to, but you know, David and Clayton uh-huh. and uh, Scotty and Jeff at the time, they had all traveled full time. Right. So they didn't mind it. You know, they, they knew it was a pretty good deal. And so I didn't, you know, but once, once I started traveling, I, you know, look, I still like to be home, but, but I will say this, I have usually have Mondays all day off Monday with my wife. Yeah. She's, she's off on Mondays. And so we spend all day together. That's good. And then, and then, you know, I have a lot of time Tuesday and Wednesday to do what I need to do around the house. I keep my grandbabies on Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, or at least one of them. And so, you know, we have a lot of FaceTime. Like when I'm with my wife now, it's not just, you know, me coming in after something, you know, at nine o'clock and going right straight to bed or whatever, and us not even really speaking during the day or whatever. It's really, I'm, I'm all up in her face for about three or four hours a day. Um, and on Mondays all day. Yeah. That's and, good. Uh, and then she's begging me by Wednesday night or Thursday night to leave and go somewhere. And so I, I love getting back on the bus and, you know, going and doing what we do. And so I think that's what one thing that's made up, made us like brothers, me and Clayton and Scotty and, David and of course Jamie, our bus driver, and yeah. Adam, Adam, our sound man. So, yeah, I didn't really even think about that before thinking about you guys. But yeah, you were the only one who had not experienced the road, the the full time road travel. Uh, I, I never had really thought about that. But yeah, the, all the other guys had traveled at some point earlier in their careers. So, um, yeah, that you just you just kind of taught me something there, but. Yeah, and, and that's one thing you talked about the way that y'all are brothers and, you know, how unique is it, uh, the four singing members of the quartet uh, that's founded the quartet at the end of 2002, first of 2003, that hasn't changed. 
and how unique is that, you know, in this day and time in the industry? And I think that speaks to you, to the way that you guys, uh, the bond you have, the, the y'all, y'all just uh, really get along together, not only on the stage, but on the bus. And, and, and that speaks loudly of you guys. Yeah. You know, it's funny because, uh, we say that a lot of times, what like during the day, people say, what do y'all do during the day? Well, a lot of times if we can, uh, we'll go out, we'll go to a mall yeah. somewhere. And we you know what it does is it allows us to kind of get off the bus and get away from each other and whatnot. And what's funny is, is we usually end up at the food court kind of all at the same table, <laughs> yeah. all eating together. So, you know, um, uh, so as much as we think that we want to get away from each other, we still actually don't. And then we get back right on the bus and go sing and then, you know, come back. It's just, uh, you know, you're really working with your brothers and, and work with people that you, that you love and respect and good people. They're yes. good people. They're yes. good people. They, they love the Lord and it's, it's nice to hang out with good people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, so it's just been a, it's been a great thing. I, you know, and, and people say, well, you know, have you kept all the members? you know, together and somebody hadn't left. I'm like, we don't, we don't know how to do anything else. So we have to stay together and stay dependent on each other. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of comes along with, you know, and one thing that uh, really stands out to me, you guys on the stage have uh, some, some of the tightest, if not the tightest harmony uh, in, in the genre. And, I think that also comes, yes, it surely it comes from the years and, 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 and just the bond there. But uh, I think y'all had a song living in harmony, but you know, the harmony that you have off the stage translates to the harmony you have on the stage. Yeah. You know, and of course, Clayton and, and Scotty didn't hurt anything, you know, them being a son and, and father, right. uh, you know, that's, that's a great blending deal there. And of course, David's a good blender and I try to blend and not, you know, there's really no, uh, I mean, everybody's kind of on the same level here. I mean, we, we, we often joke about instead of, you know, the normal group, we, we are basically a group of three baritones and a, and a high lead singer. <laughs> and so there's really no, you know, there's nobody low enough to be a bass or high enough to be a tenor. So we just have to kind of like everybody sings uh, the middle part, but, uh, there, you know, there's really no, uh, you know, uh, nobody with a, with a real attitude here or, a, yeah. uh, or whatever. So it's just, yeah. everybody can, you know, get along and everybody pitches in. Everybody's kind of got their own thing that they do for the group. You know, I work with a booking agent and, you know, make sure the bookings get done and, mm-hmm. uh, that, that type of thing and make sure the bus is kind of taken care of to some degree. And then Clayton takes care of most of the pro- uh, product, whatnot. David does most of the uh, the book work as far as you know the funds that come in yeah. takes care of all that mm-hmm. and then Scotty does all the the work on the social media yeah. stuff yeah and uh, it just works you know, so everybody yeah everybody just has their own thing and everybody just knows what they need to do and they just do it so it works out well it does it really does and it, it pays off for you guys and and you mentioned that uh it's kind of funny that you mentioned that about three baritones and a high lead but um you know one thing to me that stands out to you and and i think i saw i, I may be off on my years but i believe you've been uh, chosen as a singing news fan awards favorite bass for like maybe 11 years maybe since 2009 something like that so don't sell, shortchange yourself on the bass. You do a fantastic job on that. But the thing about your singing is 
um, you're not a great bass singer. You are a great singer who sings bass. I mean, you have the ability not only to do the, the bass harmony that's needed in a quartet and you can hit the lows when you need to and, and it hit the fills, but you also can take a lead. You can take a lead on the song and sing it with, with, uh, you know, conviction and, and passion in your voice. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I think that range you have really, uh, is one thing that endears you to the fans. I, I really, uh, I, I enjoy it actually. And, and I think that those voices in that closeness does provide a tighter harmony just because of that. Yeah, possibly. And, uh, I mean, I, I, you're very kind. Let me say that to start with. Very, very kind. Thank you for that. But I think one of the main things is I, Rex Nealon always sung, um, you know, he sung up most yes. of the time and uh-huh. didn't do a lot of really low stuff. And so I think there's a time for the low stuff, but most of the time, if you sing the higher bass, it's a better harmony. Yes. It's just a better, better sound. And, uh, it is. So I, you know, I, uh, we just we just try to do the tight harmony thing and yeah but i've always said man you know uh when i when i talk to bass singers i'm like you know they'll say oh, you know what, can you give me some advice or whatever and i'm like you know i can't give you really any advice on singing low let me just tell you this but i will say that i say you know every bass singer sings low and uh, you know that's a that's a no-brainer but i mean that's why they're a bass singer. So what's different about you? You know, what, what can be different about you? Right. If you, if you touch a ear in the audience with your low bass singing, that you'll be forgotten because everybody can sing, you know, everybody singer can sing low, but if you touch a heart, yes, they'll never forget you. That's right. And so, yes, sir. Uh, that, you know, and George Yonch was a big proponent of that and really helped me with trying to figure that out and, Rusty Goodman, I used to love Rusty Goodman singing and, uh, you know, listening to him sing and, and what a great feeling he had in his voice. So, Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I just feel very, very fortunate to, you know, be doing what I'm doing and being able to use my voice to hopefully, you know, encourage somebody oh, yeah. along the way. Absolutely. And I think you're cheating a little bit. I'm looking for a camera in here because the next thing that I kind of had written down here that I wanted to ask you was about your influences as far as <laughs> as far as your singing and 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 styling. And you mentioned Rex Nealon and, and Rusty Goodman and George Aunt. So uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. I always like to know who who the, who influenced the artist. So I appreciate you sharing that. And and also another thing that I enjoy. I know you handle most of the MC work for the group and one thing that i that endear has always endeared you to me is the way that you go about you know you're communicating with the audience i know that you guys get on stage with a a a path you know as far as a song list and and a, and a general direction that uh, you feel led to do but one thing that i've always noticed is you're sensitive to the spirit and and you're speaking to the audience at the concerts i've seen y'all several times and i've never saw the same show if that makes sense and there's several times that i've seen you know a lot of artists and basically had the same i mean you know the the same comments here the same intro to a song here so to speak and and you have a really laid-back style where it seems like 
you know, you just you just talk to the folks. You know what I mean? I mean, you're you're just you're, you're kind of a folksy person, and and you just you, you it seems like your goal, like you said a while ago, is to touch hearts and connect with the people, and that that really uh, that really shows. I'm, I bet you probably had some influences in that as well on your MC work. Yeah, you know, uh, influences are great. And I think it's important to have them, mm-hmm. but you have to watch that your influences are not so powerful in your life that, that you don't allow yourself to become you right? and allow yourself to become who God wants you to be yes. and the plan that he has for you. And, mm-hmm. um, and so it, it, a, a while back, quite a few years ago, I, I finally found, I feel like I finally found me, you know, just certain in what God really wanted, the direction he wanted me to go. Mm-hmm. And I come across some people in my life that like Jerry Goff. Oh, yeah. Um, Michael Booth. Yes. Michael Booth is a great influence. Yes. Even though he's younger than I am, uh, he's taught me a lot. And I think, well, you know, we, we, we talk often and, uh, He's a he's just a great guy, and a, a, but you know we we talk about Michael Booth told me one time he said you know you need to talk to people just like you're talking to them in your living room. Yeah. And wow, that's a that's pretty powerful. Yes. Even when you're on stage, to try to to try to you know talk to people like and communicate with somebody like they're in your living room. That's pretty pretty powerful yes it's a big it's a it's a hard task and so but what i what i'm i really you know really at the end of the night man it's not really about you know how uh, you know whether we sung good or not or you know it's about you know did did jesus show up and show out and sometimes we do the same programs and oh, yeah. simply because sure simply because we feel like that that's the program that works yeah you know, it's effective yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. When it when it works or it's effective, then mm-hmm. you use it, and you know, and if and if the if the, those that story works, yeah, you use that same story, and you know, whatever it takes to, you know, to try to get where you want to go, and oh, yeah. uh, at the end of the night. So, but yeah, I I think the first half of our show is usually a lot of the time the the same, but the second half, I just you know a lot of it's maybe what I read during the day. If I've read the Bible, then I want to go a certain, uh, if I read this in the Bible, I didn't mean if I read the Bible, I try to read the Bible every day, but if I read the Bible, if I read something in the, this in the Bible or that in the Bible during the day, then I want to try to insert it, you know? And so, uh, we try to, you know, yeah. try to sing a song that might where I can bring that out where it wouldn't be, uh, you know, completely noticeable, but right. You know, and I honestly, I said that maybe kind of funny, but I, I can tell, I can tell every night when I've not spent time in the Word. Oh, yeah. Whether I have or whether I hadn't, I can tell it. Mm-hmm. And I don't like the feeling when I haven't. And when I say, I, you know, every morning I try my best to get up. I'm, I'm, I'm going through the Bible in the year. You know, I, I do that. I've done that now for a while. and. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you listen, you know, I'm listening to it, but sometimes I'll listen and, and then sometimes I'll, I'll listen really without listening. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I know. You know, when you can, you know, you'd be looking out, staring into space, and right. your eyes are crossed, and you've got three thousand things on your mind. Right. So, um, you know, but sometimes even when I when I when I really pay attention to it, or when I go back and study some things, if I'm studying for a message or something like that, man, I, I really, uh, you know, I can just really tell when I spend time with, with the Lord. It gives me it gives me a lot better, much better confidence. You know what I'm saying? Oh, when I yes. get up. You know, want to share and I just feel like well Lord you're you know you're right here with me mm-hmm. and uh or and I should say I'm with you because uh you know he don't ever leave hey, right he's always there yeah. right yeah so. oh yeah and and um and and it's obvious that all all of you and yourself included follow the spirit uh in your in your uh presentation and and it's always gospel centric and that's that's means much and oh yeah I on the, I, I can identify with the reading or being there, not being there, kind of in that. Um, I had to check up on myself because I kind of, uh, I like it because there is some accountability there, but I got into where I would do these devotions on the Bible app, and that's great. Um, and, and that does help you give you a reading path, maybe something different. But I found myself on some evenings of laying down and going to bed, and basically my goal was to get that check mark in that box on the Bible app. Oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. Instead of being sensitive to the spirit and where he was leading me to in, in his word at the present time. So yeah, I I feel you there and I appreciate you sharing that. But uh, yeah, I think all that that we've talked about just translates to what makes triumphant, you know, it's always great to win the awards and y'all do. and, And it's very merited, but the thing, the thing about it is, is yeah, y'all sing wonderfully, but I think what connects with the fans so much is because of that connection through the Spirit, and it's just obvious that the Spirit of the Lord is on you guys, um, you know, in the way you handle yourself, the way you interact with the fans and the people in the churches, um, just everything about y'all, just high character, and 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 uh, I think that translate and 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 and, and makes triumphant truly special, and I, I just appreciate you guys for that. Well, the the awards, man, they're they're. I think God's way of using people to pat us on the back. Sure, and, absolutely. And maybe and pat and, and thank us. And that's okay. Uh, yes. A little bit, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And so we don't, you know, we don't put too much stock in those. I mean, we don't. I know, you know, one of these days Jesus is not going to go. Now you won <laughs> this, and you won, you know, <laughs> you know. I, he's so it, but I do think that. You know, for people to vote for you, we don't take it lightly either because, I mean, obviously you've, you know, you've meant something to them. That's right. And that's a huge, you know, uh, I don't know. uh, We're just, we're thrilled with that. I mean, that we can, you know, actually touch a life or make it, I mean, can you imagine what it's going to be like one day and, and, and honestly, the, the 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 song that Rodney wrote, Rodney Griffin wrote about faces. Faces, yes. Oh man, I mean, when you look across heaven, and hopefully, you know, there's those, you know, faces that you've touched and people's lives that you've touched and just made a little difference, you know, and 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 uh, you know, there's a lot of people that still come to our concerts, you know, that got saved, you know, at a concert. Right. And I'm like, you wow. know, I'm just thrilled. I've a lot of small kids you know got saved and now they're grown up and still coming some and you know just it's just oh 
I don't know. It's just unbelievable. So it really is. And yeah, I remember that song that you mentioned. Hey, well. If God can use a donkey, you know, he can use us. So <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. That you, you just painted my picture there, but um, that's right. But yeah, that song hit me at a time of, like I, I told you, I think it may have been before we started recording, but I talked about my years of ministry, about 20 plus. And um, when Rodney wrote that song and it came out, uh, it was kind of in a transition time, I think, when I was getting out of youth and, and kind of moving in other directions in the church. But it's something how sometimes you can, and, and I'm one that, um, you know, everybody has everybody has something uh, that they're sensitive to that uh, is something that is something you have to deal with my 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 struggle through the years has been with kind of low self-esteem sometimes and, and getting down on myself and you feel sometimes in ministry like uh, boy you know labor toiling and, and 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 no harvest and then Rodney wrote that song and I'm like oh yeah yeah just because we don't see it doesn't mean that yeah. that it's not there and 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 then you get the ripple effect because those that you mentioned that were saved at your concert then they go into the world you know yeah. they become disciples yeah. they they yeah. make disciples hopefully and uh, that that's just awesome and yeah that that picture in heaven is is something to to really dream about and it's what that's going to be like when uh, we we see that gathering so if i could share my heart this is where i would start Tell you what is done for me Take you back to the place Where I first called on his name Tell you what is done for me I'm not the man I was And it's all because Jesus gave his life for mine And when he took my place He took my sins away Gave me a piece that I was searching for but could not find How could I explain a love so rich, a grace so free All I can do is tell you what is done for me Hi, this is Bob Sellers and you're listening to SBM Studios Podcast Hey, love God, love each other. It really is that simple, y'all. Yeah, I, uh, I appreciate you sharing all that with me on Triumphant and, and yourself. If it's okay, I kind of want to make a little transition here, if it's all right. I, sure. I talked, yeah. talked about the ministry. and uh, I You want to talk about you for a while? No, I don't want to talk about me. No, <laughs> listen, nobody oh, okay. nobody wants to hear about me. I'll, I'll guarantee you oh, that. Oh, I, I do. <laughs> well, I tell you what, we'll do that sometime when <laughs> people are not pressing the click button to hear Mr. Eric Bennett. But uh, um, no, I... Uh, you know, I talked about serving in ministry, and I did. I, I have been blessed to serve in, in rural West Alabama, uh, predominantly at one church. I, I served at one church for about 17 and a half, nearly 18 years. Did everything from youth ministry to music ministry, education ministry, associate pastor. One time they called me executive pastor. I still don't know what that is. But anyway, uh, I've served as interim pastor, did some pulpit supply. Uh, for years and years, served in the local church, and I dearly, dearly, dearly love the local church. Um, stirring happened, started happening within me back in 2016, and I discussed this with you a little off the air, but uh, God really pressed on my heart that uh, 
that maybe there were some moves that I needed to make that I needed to talk to people about. I still really don't know what this where this is going to land. But um, one thing that I'm highly interested in is is church revitalization, church planting, uh, those kind of things. And I not only did I follow you guys as a quartet, uh, one thing that always blessed to my heart was uh, my family vacation. We love Pigeon Forge. If I could move there tomorrow, I would go buy a U-Haul. Um, and uh, that's just my just Janice and I got married up there. We, great place. You know, it, we, we just we fell in love with the place. We get there as much as we can. But we are a strong believer that when we go on vacation, that we don't go on vacation from the Lord. So when we're on vacation, we've always tried to choose a church to attend. Mm-hmm. And one thing yeah. that always blessed me that I saw because we we attended its uh, Severeville First Baptist Church when we were up in the area, and yeah. you guys. When you can, I know it's something y'all like to do is to arrange your schedules to where you can worship and take part in your local church family. And I would see members of the Triumphant Quartet at Sevierville First Baptist Church. But uh, a few years ago, uh, you guys got a stirring. And uh, I know, let's say Anthony is your son-in-law, right? Pastor yes. Anthony, and and, yeah. and with your son-in-law and your family and members of the quartet and other uh, other friends, and y'all got a stirring to to plant a church in Pigeon Forge. And people that spend to Pigeon Forge, you know, you may say, hey, there are huge churches up there. Uh, there's really like a church about every corner. Uh, but yet y'all y'all felt led by the Lord to plant that church. And I would love for us, if it's okay with you, to kind of talk a little bit about that, how y'all, you know, what stirred y'all, led y'all in that direction. Uh, let, let's, yeah, let's, take, let's take the conversation in that direction, if it's all right. Man, uh, about, I don't know, probably five years ago. Well, let me just say this. My daughter married uh, a, a preacher about 12 years ago, 11, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, they were, they were, they, they worked at first Baptist and Sevierville. And then he got a call to go over in North Carolina mm-hmm. and he took my daughter away from me <laughs> and it just about crushed me. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, man, it was hard, but I knew, you know, they were, they were happy. They were doing well. They worked in the church. Well, then, um, my son-in-law went on a, or my son, Zach went on a, uh, youth because he was the youth pastor, my, my son-in-law, Anthony, was a youth pastor. Mm-hmm. And so my son went, He was a, he's a music man, so he went with him down to Panama City and to this camp. Well, I mean, lo and behold, a couple, three weeks later, a month later, whatever, they were calling him to come over to that church in North Carolina and serve. And so, they, you know, basically my whole family was over there. So mm-hmm. me and my wife, we'd run over there when we could, you know, when I was at home, we'd go, you know, go over there as we could, you know, and this and that. And so I was like, oh, my goodness, man. So we, you know, we were like, man, I'm going to have to move to North Carolina <laughs> to be with my family. Right. But about, I don't know, maybe five years ago, we were in a Panama City trip. We all went on a vacation together. And it just like the Lord just started talking to my, my son, Zach, is, he's 30 now, or 31. And my daughter's like 32, 33. And, and Anthony, my son-in-law's about 37 or 8, something like that. Anyhow, they started kind of, talking about planting a church in, you know, in Pigeon Forge. And they just talked about it and talked about it. And, you know, we talked, you know, what it, what would that look like? And, you know, because God had kind of laid on their mind and their heart to, to do a plant a church. Well, it rocked on there for two or three, you know, about two years. And 
so finally, man, God started working. And I, Scott, I, I, I wished I had, I wish we'd have started with this because I could have had, you know, about two hours <laughs> to tell you all the God moments of this deal yeah. and just how he just worked and, and showed up. I've been mean, talking about like miracle type things, just unbelievable financial thing. Anyhow, uh, man, my son-in-law and my, my daughter just stepped out on faith and they came over mm-hmm. and uh, planted this church. Um, and we started in a barn. A friend, a friend of ours has a, a really nice, it's a nice barn, <laughs> but it is, it, it was. And the first, I think the first Sunday night, we started meeting on Sunday nights. First Sunday night, I think we had like 30 people there, a couple of horses. Uh, but then, uh, about nine months into it, my son came over, he left the church and came over and, and, mm-hmm. uh, he, they, they, and so by this, this time we were in a, uh, another meeting place. It was a little bit bigger, like a lodge uh-huh. and, uh, some friends of ours allowed us to use. And then man, uh, some friends of ours bought a, a, a church that had been that went bankrupt back in 2010 or 11, whenever the bad times hit. Right. Uh-huh. And it's just an amazing place. And they, they're making a campground out of it. Out of it. They've been working on it for two years. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. And they're allowing us to worship there. And it's just amazing what God has done. Just, uh, you know, I people talk about, you know, people falling away from church and this and that. But I really believe, I really believe that God is still moving in people's lives. And, and, you know, we, everybody's talking about, you know, if, if God don't, you know, if God don't come back soon then he's going to have to apologize to Solomon Gomorrah. I mean, I've heard that, you know, from old preachers, dude, God is still moving in people's lives. God is still making changes and he's still radically changing people's lives. Amen. He's still saving people. There's still a lot of people here that love Jesus. Yes. And, uh, we see that. And I, I can tell you time and time again how people has radically changed people in our, our congregation. And, you know, we didn't go after a bunch of church members right. from other churches, yeah. which some have come. Sure, I'm not going to sure. say they have us. A lot, of, a lot of people have come. But we we went after people that were unchurched. Right. And they have, came, they have, they have come. They have, they have gotten saved. I could tell you story after story where people, you know, and— this type of background or that type of background and they're giving their life to the Lord. And, and I, I'm a firm believer that still today, if you have good preaching and good music, good preaching and good music, then people will come. Yes, sir. And they'll, they'll love it. They'll, you know, church don't have to be boring. No. I mean, it can be great. No, it can be right. fun. It can be, I mean, you walk in, and from the time you walk in, you can feel the love of God and the Spirit of God moving, and yes. you know, it moving until the time you walk out. And look, I know God, you know, you know, God don't, He's not in the building. He don't wave at us when we're leaving the church, you know, the house or whatever. But, but um, I just feel like there's a, a when you get around a bunch of people that love the Lord, there's this unity and the Spirit of God that you can, you know, be be really only felt maybe that time. When, when you're around other believers and, and worshiping together and collectively, you know, not forsaking the assembling of yourself together as Hebrews 
chapter nine, I believe it is, says. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and, and and I'm telling you, my son-in-law, I see him on a daily basis or every other day, and I, I see him in the Word. And so it's just not a fly-by-the-night type guy that's just out for, oh, you know, no. trying to get rich, starting right. a church. I'm right. telling you, because it, if it was, he would have went into something else, <laughs> anything else. Yes, sir. Anything else. Pick anything. That's right. Uh, and But he he really studies, and he loves his family, and he brings it every Sunday and my son, my son is a you know a great music guy, and he he, he does it with excellence. He does, you know, and he, yes. He uh, you know, just it's just I don't know, man. I just feel like God is very pleased with with what's going on, and I, I and I believe that's the reason He's chosen to bless. People are loving it. People are coming, even during the pandemic. Now, during the COVID thing, mm-hmm. we're we're growing. <laughs> that's amazing, and. Um, you know, of course, we're still social distancing and, sure. and whatnot, and there's there's a few few less people there on Sunday. But we're t- well, I'm talking about with people watching and right. people looking on and people, you know, it's just I don't know, man. It's just okay. I, I get excited talking about it. But. Well, and I'm answering kind of to the affirmative to a lot of things that you're saying, and I'm I said that we did uh, on vacation that we would come to First Baptist uh, at Sevierville, but. When we heard about the transition that you guys made to plant the church, then we changed and just we, we wanted to visit. And now we anytime we're on vacation, we do come to Connect Church. And um, also my wife, uh, Janice, she has MS. And um, there are some Sundays that she does not feel she does not have enough energy to, to make it to church and you guys stream online. So uh, yeah. there's been yeah. several times that she's put on her connect church t-shirt and uh, worship yeah. with you guys yeah. sitting in our That's living room. Awesome. And, uh, that is awesome. and, uh, and, and so, yeah, so we, and, and we, we feel connected to y'all, even though it's, you know, maybe once or twice a year physically, but so I've experienced it. I've experienced a church family there. I've experienced pastor Anthony. You immediately, uh, can feel the spirit on him. He not only loves God, but he loves people, and that shows. Yeah. I mean, he he's yeah. he's he's gospel centric and he's people centric. He 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 wants to reach the lost and he wants to encourage the believer. You mentioned the music, and yes, I uh, I love Zach and his leading, and 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 all the worship team. They do a great job. They do it with excellence, and uh, yeah, it, it's a welcoming church. And I've I've watched y'all grow from that from that beginning, and it's, it's a blessing. And and um, you know, one thing you mentioned it. You know, y'all didn't plant that church to. I know sometimes when I talk in our area in uh, rural Alabama about church planting. Or church, you know, it can almost rub folks the wrong way. Like, well, we got plenty of churches. You know, why why do you want to, are you just going to try to steal church members? And the whole point of it is exactly what you said. Now, sure, sometimes when you plant a church, then if, and I do believe if a church member is sitting someplace that they do not feel like they're being spiritually fed or they feel like God is moving them to a different place, then they need to move. And, 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 and that happens. Well, but, look, and I'm not going to apologize for that. Uh-huh. Right. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not going to apologize for that. I, I'm, no. And I'm not going to let anybody say anything. You know, look, there's been some people leave churches around in our area and mm-hmm. whatnot. And uh, look, if they ain't getting it where they, I mean, if they're not getting it where they are, then they need to move. 
That's right. And, and you need to be for them moving. Yes. Well, uh, the, you need to be whatever's for the the, the, the well being of a person's you know spiritual life. And right. if they're not getting fed, man, push them out the door where they <laughs> right. can go somewhere and get fed. Absolutely. And 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 that's the thing. Um, and one thing that I, I'm really stirred on when it comes to things of the church and, and the biblical church model that we have given to us straightforwardly in the book of Acts and the Pauline letters, all, all the uh, in the New Testament, you know, we have really gotten divided. We've really gotten caught up on the the American success business church model and and it becomes a competition. And, and yeah, just like you said, man, See, the thing is, is we are all one church. We, there, there is supposed to be one church, one body of Christ, and and yeah, we should be cheering one another on. And and if, like you said, it's it, it's no offense if somebody worships someplace else. It's it's just where God would have them to be. And then, especially a new church plant put into place to try to reach those who are in church. This is just the facts. I mean, there's a lot of people in big cities and little cities that. Um, Either A, have never been church. They grew up in a family that did not go to church. They haven't received, hardly even heard the gospel. And then secondly, there's a lot of folks who, for various asunder reasons, and it doesn't matter the what's or why's, have had bad experiences with church or something and, and just quit going. And why in the world wouldn't we want to have uh, new planted churches, maybe with different uh, different methods uh, and and different offerings, but still centered on the gospel and on preaching Christ to to reach those who are not being reached because we're all in this together. Well, I don't know exactly, and Anthony's can answer these questions much better than I. And but I don't know the stats on all this, but I do know that church plants reach. I, I can't remember how many more people it is that established churches uh -huh, right? because, you know, there, there's an excitement there. There's, uh, you know, and a, a lot of it is just, you know, um, you have a lot of these uh, people, you know, talk about, well, there's, there's church, there's churches closing all over America. Well, they are. And, and they, some of them need to close. Right. Some of them should have closed years ago because yes. they're, they're stagnant. They're not doing anything, you know, uh, and they're, they're, they've got the deacons running them or whatever. Right. And, yes, sir. You know, they're deacon run churches and it's the and, business model. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, you know, they're going to do it their way. Right. And this and that. I, I don't know, man. I just, um, I, I just, I'm always, been for a pastor-led church yes sir and my son-in-law leads he leads godly mm -hmm. and but you know the decisions you know he has a team around him yes sir. which is is great he put that around him himself but mm -hmm. um he 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 leads you know with with uh with with god in mind and and his his flock in mind and mm -hmm. uh you know i just i don't know man i just i get so frustrated when a you know a bunch of deacons trying to tell them it's kind of like a, going to your mechanic and saying, "Look, this is what you need to do to my car. You need to do this, this, and that." And the mechanic's going, "Well, you you know, why are you bringing it to me then? I mean, you're the that's right. I mean, so if the pastor's been called, he needs to be the one to lead the church. And so that's 
And I think that's why a lot of church plants grow like they do. It's because yeah. the pastors, it's a church led, it's a biblical model mm-hmm. and, you know, works out like the Lord intended for it to. But, but I would encourage you if you feel led to do that. I mean, look, I, you know, I, I don't know me and David and Clayton were a part of it just in the fact that we were there. And of course, David and Clayton's uh, deacons and, uh, they're always very faithful to show up. Like you said, they're, they're always there. Mm-hmm. We, we're there. If we're home on Sunday, we get home on Sunday morning, we're at church. That's right. That's and right. it's just, you know, we just, and uh, I, I wasn't able to go this past week. So I went last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just, you know, we try to do what we can. Uh, but it was basically my son-in-law and my, my son and mm-hmm. my daughter that, that planted the church. But we just, we we were trying to be as, biggest support as we could possibly be oh yeah and i've loved every minute of it yeah yeah it's it it shows uh your love and connection for the church even shows when y'all are um you know out on the road you you share the story of 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 how god has blessed at at connect church and and i have uh i've actually a couple of times reached out and had some uh social media conversations short ones with uh, pastor anthony and you know i hope one of these days when the timing's right and 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 that i may may be able to reach out in that direction a little bit just uh, who, who knows where things may go here but um uh definitely think that that is something that is needed in all areas and and that's not a negative thing it's a positive thing that we do need the uh that we we need the new church plants and and uh, they need to be supported. And, and actually, you know, um, I know several churches who have established churches, uh, maybe that actually fringe out and, and, and plant churches in other areas, you know, or because uh, yeah. that's one thing about it that I kind of draw on, you know, a, a lot of times instead of trying to build the biggest campus, the biggest number that you possibly can, it kind of things that I read in Acts sounds like when the church started growing that they got sent <laughs> to, uh, you know, other places to, to, to make disciples in other areas. So, uh, dude, I, one of a pastor a friend of mine told me one time, he used to always say this for the pool bitty, Randy Davis, uh-huh. one, of, one of the great pastors we had at Severe First yes. Baptist. He saw, he always said the strength of a church is not in how many people's coming, but how many people's going. That's right. Yes. And that is so true. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, we, we're already, we're not even two years old yet, and we're already supporting other churches. Yeah. Other, other church plants. Well, I know that uh, so. at the times that I've attended in person, bro, bro, Pastor Anthony, I, I, he pretty well closes, I think, every service telling the congregation, you're sent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. Don't, and don't. he always says something. Yeah, you know, Brother Anthony always says when he, when he leaves, uh, right before we leave, was, he always says, we're not the biggest church and we're not the best church in the community. Yes, sir. And so if you, you know, if you, but if you need help finding a church, we would love to be your church, but if we're not, we'd love to help you find a church. Yes, yes. And that's, that's and a great so, heart, great spirit. Yes. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's just all about you and, and how can we help you? Yes. How can we serve you? You know? Right. Uh, as far as you know, you and your church family. Right. Sounds biblical to me. So I, I, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate the, the connection and the importance that triumphant quartet and, and yourself, then your family put on, on church, you know, 
Um, I've always admired that, and I thank you for talking about that. And like you said, we probably could spend a whole lot of time there, but I did want to give you an opportunity to talk about that. And, and, and to listeners, when you go up in that area, if you are vacationing, I know Connect Church would love to have you uh, just come and visit them. Uh, and my wife and I and my son, we can, we can attest that it's a, it's a wonderful church. It's a loving church. You walk in there and you're not a stranger. You feel at home. So I would uh, highly yeah. And if you're a that. if you're a camper, you can actually stay on the site there at oh. the campground and, and come to the church as well. So <laughs> man, I'm telling you, everybody's camping nowadays. It's amazing. Yeah, and then also nobody wants to be around anybody, <laughs> so they just all want to <laughs> they buy their own camper and just stay away from each other. That's right, and uh, and also uh, folks could find uh, Connect Church online. I know the services are always streamed online, so that's another way yep. that uh, they could experience that. But again, thanks for for sharing that, and and I know I don't want to I don't want to take up all of your uh, evening tonight, but I did want to to venture off in that direction. You was talking about spending uh, time uh, it's like being spaced out and not wanting to be together. Uh, I still hope um, my plans are to see you guys at the end of this next month. I know NQC is coming or fall festival, depending on what uh, requirements are in place at that time. But uh, it's going to be I'm going to be very interested if we do the fall festival. And I did. I went ahead and I hedged and got my tickets for that, too. So um, it's going to be interesting to see this seating that makes what about a 12, 13,000 person facility hold only 1500 with everybody spaced six feet apart that's going to be an interesting deal isn't it yeah it is <laughs> and uh, of course you know it, it's uh, i think it's going to be set up totally different and whatnot but right. if if you were if somebody were asking me right now what do you think is going to happen i think they're probably going to have to go with the fall festival but, yeah yeah uh, but uh because i i just i don't know i feel like even if you could have uh cortex convention yeah. I feel like it'll be a lot of people that would be afraid to come because yeah. if they were oh they're like, Oh wow, everybody's gonna get be around all over <laughs> each other like it normally is. Right. And uh so I I'm like you. I, I think that folks would be shied away from that and uh and I and I have noticed I, I don't think Tennessee's um government is quite has been quite as restrictive as, as Alabama's has, but still it depends on on uh, what comes down, you know, we have to abide by the 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 rules that are in place at that time but i tell you what i'm a little i'm weird and you probably already picked up on that talking to me but as much as uh, i've always enjoyed the times i've got to come to nqc i'm intrigued by this other setup i i got to thinking i mean i know it's different uh not as many artists every night uh not as many booths set up every night all that kind of stuff but i also thought well you're going from a pile of people up on one another to kind of a lower number and it might be i don't know i i'm kind of looking forward to it to be honest with you i mean i'm i'm not really downtrodden about it i mean i hate it for all again the groups and the nqc board and all those that this is affecting but uh well let me just start by saying kudos to the nqc board yes for yes. for making an effort to do something right uh so many people have just said you know we're just gonna wait till next year or we're right. just gonna wait till oh, we'll book you again in the spring or whatever and for all those people that have booked us, we are tremendously thankful. Yes. And if you see going forward with this, we're very thankful. Yes. So, and I'm thinking, you know, thankful for all the people that's willing to come out and, you know, stay all week and just enjoy. I think people 
for a lot of people are just, uh, you know, so excited they can't stand it just to get out of the house. <laughs> That's right. So, hey, I kind of am because our, our family trip at the end of March got blown away. So I haven't been up yep. to the mountain since, uh, gosh, it's been a year and a half. So they're calling my name. So Lord willing, I'll see you guys on the night you're there. So looking yeah, forward to Yeah, I think we're it. set up for for two days or two nights yeah. or whatever. So I think I'm going to be there Tuesday night through Friday night. So good. Uh, I know good. y'all are on at least one of those nights. So I think so. Looking yeah. forward to Please. it. Well, uh, I sure appreciate you spending the time with me. And uh, in just a second, I'll, if you will, I'd like for you to share with folks um, information on how they can connect with Triumphant Quartet, you know, give them a little information uh, everybody always likes to know how they where, where you're at on social media. Maybe share your website. Anything else you want to say about the group like that? But uh, first, I do want to say to our listeners, we really do appreciate y'all. Y'all have blessed our hearts. Um, you're, you're helping us a lot. Like I said, you probably listening to this because you first saw a Facebook post that somebody shared. Uh, we ask if you don't mind, if you would, if you would share our post with our podcast. That helps us get in front of other friends of yours that enjoy Southern gospel music and the interviews that we have, and we, we really appreciate that. Also, when you listen to our podcast on any of the platforms, uh, you have the opportunity to follow or subscribe. Uh, that'll help us out and help you out, make sure that uh, you won't miss a, another episode and another interview. And then also, if you wouldn't mind, you could rate or review it on our podcast. And that just helps us as on the platforms be recognized a little more. But we just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts to our listeners. Uh, I think now we're in about 35 states and about five Canadian provinces. And we're in Kennedy, Alabama a population of 450 people. So that's just mighty cool to us, and we, we really do thank you all for that. But, uh, Brother Eric, if you wouldn't mind, you want to share a little bit just uh, how folks can connect with you and the guys with Triumphant? Yeah, man. Uh, of course, Triumphant Quartet at Hotmail is our email. Uh, so if you want to reach out to us there, uh, Triumphant Quartet at Hotmail or triumphantquartet.com, uh, they can go to that. We're on of course, Facebook and uh, Instagram, and I don't, Scotty keeps telling all this stuff, but I don't even know what else is out there, to be honest with you. I get on Facebook every blue moon, but the rest of it's just Greek to me. Uh, so I hear you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know, sometimes I just like to throw the whole phone away. But you know, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, Scotty does a good job keeping that up. Uh, yeah, Facebook, Instagram. Does he? Um, oh, does he does. Good. He does a good job. I think I've got a YouTube channel. Everything's really hey, all really right. smooth with that. So uh, I tell you what, now your your last release on Stowtown Records, uh, I tell you, that project has been amazing with some amazing songs and amazing cuts. And I and uh, I definitely recommend uh, the Yes Project to uh, any any listener because that y'all did a great job on that. It, it was really uh, just filled with, I think, just great songs. And, and uh, that's nothing we did, man. We just, I mean, we, we're just, you know, you're either, you either get them or you don't. We were just blessed to get them. And, uh, of course, Scotty wrote, I guess, maybe six or seven yeah. or eight. I don't yeah. know. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, I don't know. I just, I just so thankful that, you know, it all starts with, with the songs and if they touch you, then hopefully they can touch other people. Yes, sir. So, That's right. Uh, 
but we do have one. We do have one in in the very early stages. Excellent. Well, a we'll, new one. Well, we'll look forward to that. And uh, in the meantime, I'll keep spending. Yes, I usually wear about the ink off the project before I get through because I'm, I'm old school. I like the physical CD. I'm not much of a streamer, so uh, I, I've enjoyed enjoyed that project immensely, especially the Even Me cut. That was uh, yeah. an amazing oh, song. Great amazing song. song. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, I tell you what, I guess we'll go ahead and kind of bring this to a close. Uh, one thing that I wanted to say, and this is a memory I have in talking about uh, how much respect I have for you. And again, you know, Eric, I know you guys, <laughs> how many faces you guys see in a, in, in a uh, year's time is countless. I mean, you know, and uh, I, I remember with some of my county positions in the Baptist Association, you know, I would go out to Walmart or something and somebody would come up to me and he's like, Hey brother Scott, how you doing? And I'm thinking, Oh, please do not make me try to call your name because you know, they yeah, see me yeah, on stage yeah. and, and knew me. And then that is just exponentially larger for you guys because everybody, you know, there's four or five names to remember with you guys and, and you know, how many people you see. But one thing that really impressed me about, and one thing that presses me about the Trumpet group as a whole is how kind you are to people, how much you love people, people and how you interact with your fans and i have a big memory that you will not remember but my son will never forget and uh we were in nqc in uh louisville still in louisville and uh you guys happened to be staying at the same hotel that we were in i was with jason baines and we had uh our uh two sons with us landon his oldest and garrett mine and I, I guess Garrett was about nine years old, something like that, nine or ten years old. But we happened to get on the elevator going down to breakfast one morning together. And uh, you, you know, here again, you're 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 off the clock, so to speak. You know, uh, you were not at NQC. You were in your hotel room going down to get breakfast. And I'm really big on not bothering folks, you know, and Jason was the same way, but uh, you took it upon yourself to start talking and spending time with my son, Garrett, and Landon. And and Garrett has never forgotten that. Never forgotten mm. that kindness. I mean, you even kind of got down on your knee to him, you know, talking to him. And I just want to say I appreciate you and, and who you are. And, and you know, you, you, you have God's touch on you. You have the spirit on you. You're a, you're a humble man. Um, I, I just appreciate you for who you are and, and you are, uh, you're a witness for the Lord. And, and that means a lot to me because, you know, as a dad, I'm sitting there trying to, uh, yeah, Garrett has grown up and he likes all kind of music, but I'm sitting here trying to stir him into Southern gospel music a little bit and get an affinity. And you know what? It worked because that year at NQC, you and several other people spent time. I remember Karen Peck come around the table to hug his neck and he thought he had died yeah. and gone to heaven. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, I did. I did too. When she hugged my neck. That time. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, uh, anyway, I thank you for that. Angels, yeah. yeah. But I, you I thank know what, you for man? that. I appreciate that. I really do. That, that just, you know, these little stories like this and, you know, just really encourage you to, you know, kind of keep you excited about going out and doing what God's called you to do. And, and yeah. we, you know, we have a lot of people that are encouragers. Uh, there, there are a lot of people that are praying for us hmm. and, you know, prayer helps us just be who we are when, when, when people are praying for me, you know, and, and I can feel those prayers. Yes, sir. And, you know, 
a long time ago, I realized that there's only really two people, two types of people in the Christian world. There's, there's those that go in the well and those that hold the rope for those that go in the well. Hmm. And so you're either one of the two and we all have a job. We're either either in the well or we're holding the rope for those that's going in the well. Hmm. And so if you're not a, you know, in the well and maybe you're not on the stage singing, you're praying and you're giving and you're, you know, you're uh, encouraging and people. So, and, and one's not even important than the other one is. And so it's just all about the kingdom of God and, you know, building his kingdom. So, uh, you know, it's just, uh, I've just, I don't know, man. I just, I, I just feel very honored that you would even say anything like that, but just, uh, you know, I, I'm just hopefully one of these days, you know, he can grow up and do the same thing and, you know, we just keep it going. But, uh, that's right. God, God's been good to me. I, and I, that's, you know, I, and I just like to share, I don't know if there's somebody out there listening, man, and you, uh, I know I've been talking a long time. I apologize for no, that. No, that's great. Just, Please. I just want to say, you know, if you don't, maybe you, you just, um, by some happenstance or some coincidence, you think you got on this podcast and you just want to listen in and you're listening now, man, just know Jesus loves you. Know he can change your life forever. And, and you can, Meet him right where you're sitting, right where you're standing, wherever you are right now. You can give your life to him. Amen. And uh, and the Bible says, for as many as received him, to them gave you power to become the sons and daughters of God. So you can receive him into your life right now. He'll make a huge difference. I promise you we will. He'll make a new creature out of you, as he says. So, uh, man, thank you for this interview. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just, I've just really enjoyed this. Maybe we can, when you come to Pigeon Forge next time, maybe we'll get together, maybe for a cup of coffee or oh, something. I sure would love to see your, your sons again. Oh, that, that that sounds good, man. I, I would enjoy that too, and I do thank you for. Now look, I, I don't mind you buying. Anything. Okay, yeah, I can. We can. We can. <laughs> we can. We can handle that. But hey, uh, all right. I I, uh, I do appreciate you sharing the, those words, though. We always try to end the podcast with uh, sharing a word of encouragement. So I thank you for sharing that, and until our listeners, regular and new, uh, remember if there's anything that you're going through that you'd like to talk to someone about. Uh, remember, this SBM podcast, uh, SBM Studios podcast, is uh, through our SBM ministries uh, that my family and the Baines family and so many are involved in. And uh, if y'all need to talk to somebody, this this post that you probably saw this podcast on, you can follow that to our uh, SBM uh, website. You can find it at sbm.space or email me directly at scott at sbm.space. Uh, just get in touch with us. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, I feel sure that if you needed to talk to somebody else, if you want to talk to Eric, you can navigate to the Triumphant website and, and, and contact him as well. But And, and definitely if, if someone out here does not know the, uh, the uh, security and the peace that comes through salvation through Jesus Christ, we would love yes. to share that with you. So uh, we, and, and, and just, I thank you, Eric, for sharing that and, and ending on that note. But yes, I, I would love to get with y'all sometime. My family is there, um, you know, about at least once a year and, and I'm too, um, I, 
the coffee thing, you lost me at coffee. Um, but I, I tell you what, I'll buy you coffee and I'll get me a, I don't know, a Diet Coke or something. But um, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll do something. <laughs> you don't, you don't drink coffee? No, man. I'm 46 years old. I'm sorry, old. man. I, I got to let you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 46 years old and I still say I'm too young to drink it. But no, I just. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm so sorry. I know. I'm going to hate that for you. Well, and I, I've tried, man, because I, I kind of stay a little fatigued with everything I'm into and I'm running and, and uh, don't sleep anymore at night. And man, I've tried to put everything in it I can. I just can't get a taste. So anyway, we'll, we'll deal with it. But yeah, man, sometime we'll, we'll get together and I'll, I'll stop by and say hello, um, uh, at fall festival or whatever at the, I'll come I hope by so. and say hello to you guys. But I just, I want to say, I appreciate you so much and you're always, always be in our prayers and, uh, anything that we could ever do for you. I would love for you to let me know. Hey, blessings to you, friend, and all your all your your family and all your listeners as well. Thank you, sir. And again, to our listeners, we thank you for joining us, and uh, we just uh, look forward to seeing you around the bend. Y'all take care. Thanks for listening to today's episode of SBM Studios podcast. Until next time, this is Jason Baines reminding you to love God and love each other. It really is that simple, y'all.